Welcome to episode 6 of the Marketing Plugged In podcast. My name is Marcus Stag and I'm here with Jared Winter. We talk about everything around marketing and the challenges you get involved with. So, good morning, Darren. Hey, Marcel. How are you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm quite well. How are you yourself? Uh, doing good for Thursday. Normally, I'm getting really tired, but I'm so busy at the moment, I'm just pumping myself up with caffeine. <laughs> right. <laughs> think so. Things are looking really good uh, over there? Yes. Very, very busy. Uh, I, I think this is what we were... Well, what we, uh, we were saying a few weeks ago on the podcast, um, sort of talking about this holiday period, um, everybody wants everything like now or in a couple of weeks' time. Um, but also some interesting, some projects that people are talking about um, are going to be a little bit later on. So things are starting to space out a little bit, mm-hmm. um, So which is good. Um, and I think also what is helping is that there's a lot of emails going out from people like Google, Bing, and the bigger uh, providers of uh, services talking about holiday so in, in a way that's really probably helping people get into that mode of talking about sort of getting projects started at least anyway and then seeing where they go so that's that's good for us isn't it yeah definitely i i, I noticed this uh, very same thing things are really picking up um yeah probably it's because of that period hitting up uh, this mark um yeah uh, i have the, exactly the same thing Things are picking really uh, up, really good. Things are getting more uh, buzzy, buzzy. So all good. So uh, let's head into the uh, topic of today. So today we're going to talk about how to determine your price. Well, it's so it's a complicated topic um, that, since there are no exact standards to uphold. There, there are a few things you can take into consideration. So first of all, we're going to talk about price per hour as a freelancer. Uh, um, yeah, and, and basically also product pricing, you know, it, it, it kind of goes hand in hand. Similarly, um, yeah, it also reflects both on the topic. So how to determine your price. So let's just stick with both for now. Um, my opinion is, so just to start off, my opinion is that it, it's about two things. So working out your own cost is one. And the second one is uh, getting to know uh, the market. Um, so let, to start off with the very first one. So working out your own cost. Um, I think it's about uh, um, wh- what are your expenses, you know? Um, for example, a cameraman uh, has to buy equipment uh, a camera or a, a computer or maybe you need to buy software and yeah. um yeah you know so that, that those are things you can really take into uh, uh, uh into your pricing um some people also take into accounting as rent rent telephone and furniture etc for their spacing but my yeah. i think that's not you know those are your own costs you shouldn't, you know, it's, it's, but you should, but I think it's still important. You have to, I think it depends. Cause like, if you're working in a, um, if you are working in office and that, those are still like standalone costs, but I also understand what you're saying. And, and, but I think if you're starting out or, but it actually doesn't really matter if you're starting out or if you like experience in business that everybody has to control those costs mm-hmm. as, as you can keep them as minimum as possible. 
So if you want luxury offices or luxury of anything or the best of everything, then somehow that's going to be paid for, whether that comes out of your own money or you're charging that through your client. Yeah. And if you're in working in that type of field where you can charge that type of money, then that's fine. But if you're if you're not charging very much money yeah. or just charging middle rates and you your costs are really high, then guess what? You're not going to be in business very long because uh, <laughs> no. so who's going to pay the bills? No, exactly. And I, I mean, like, why there are people that are charging that? I mean, there's no potential value at, at all for the customer. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, why should you possibly yeah then take that into account and 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 in the end you know uh, if it really adds up to the value and it, once you get bigger yes but if you're smaller you know stick to the costs that are necessary really needed um and you know don't don't go all in you know not all in is not the right word but don't go over the top. Just you know, just stay with the things you really need. Yeah. Build up your business, and of course, eventually you can, yeah, expand and whatever you know. But those those are like uh, investments from your own side, and then you can of course say, well, yeah, that's you know, a camera is like an investment as well. Yeah, of course, but you know, it's somewhat more needed to create the end product so i th i feel it's like more connected and i think you're right in, in in that i think everybody well i say everybody i know that's a sweeping generalization yeah. you shouldn't say <laughs> that but i think there is that temptation for most of us is that you you think oh i need this and i need that and i need this and i need that and i i want to have this and, and of course that's the the aspiration and the goal we're all trying to um, make ourselves look professional and we need to surround ourselves with all of these things and that but you're soon going to quickly go out of budget and uh, so you're soon going to run out of budget and you're soon going to go out of business because you need to recoup that those costs and despite all the books that from the millionaires and all the tv programs and the advice and everywhere everything everybody still goes out and gets flyers and uh, banners and cards and computers and everything right from the very beginning get absolutely everything and it's like it's, it's so not the way to go but i understand it's so tempting and because it's, it's it's also fun to oh not fun but it's it's you know creating it's like you can make it as beautiful as it can possibly be but it's yeah. in the end it's all about the surface you know yes <laughs> Oh yeah, and I think you hit it absolutely spot on there. If you focus on your service, then you give, um, you kind of the rest of it kind of will look after itself. And I mean, I'm only starting to. I've been a year into doing what I'm doing. Well, both of us are a year mm -hmm. in now, aren't we? Um, yeah. And I'm only starting to invest in doing pull-up banners. And even then, I'm not spending a great deal of money. I'm trying to do it the I don't think cheapest way is the best thing, but I'm trying to look definitely look at control of the cost and only spend on what I need to get. I've got to get a new computer because this one it's um, I've had it for four or five years now, and but to get a new computer is going to cost me about probably about 
three and a half to four thousand pounds or euros mm. it's, it's a huge investment like for me mm-hmm. and it's like i've got to make sure i can cover those costs and i need to think about like the medium and the long term to spread that over um so yeah so getting all these different things and that is really is is really important but it's also you've got to think about you've got to balance that with your income and mm. definitely focus on that um I know we got slightly off topic there, but no, no. Of... Well, it, it's like it all, all adds up to the same. Uh, it adds up to the topic, you know. Like make uh, the right choices on. You have to, yeah. Well, first of all, so the the topic on this one was like uh, work out your own costs and and choosing in what you will invest in and not. Is also yes. a really important part of it as well, and yeah, and and exactly just what we talked about. You know, if it's not needed, then you can really hold back on it. And it's fun to make it all really look good, but in the end, it's all about the product itself. And you know what's interesting? You know, like you can maybe start off. Maybe there are people that are starting off, and they want a nice office. You know, and uh, it all really looks good. I don't have an office. I, I have an office at home, but yeah. I meet people. You know, there are all kinds of beautiful uh, and um, great working places in the city I live nearby. There are all kinds of places where I can meet with my contacts. There are all Wi-Fi is there, good coffee nice uh, tables nice nice furniture as well you know and it's just just a cafe and it's meant to for people to meet each other there and you don't have to invest on it yourself so um yeah it's a really good point you make and and if that's the way just think smart you know just yeah there, there are lots of things you you don't have exactly you don't really have to buy there's a solution for it and yeah. you have to find the right solutions for the right way. Of course, once you get bigger, I mean, yeah, in the end, yeah, you, if you have like a few people working for you, yeah, your own business space. You know, well, still, it doesn't have to be like that. You know, you can still work from, from home and do whatever the way you like. But, you know. Do you ever have a, I don't know if it's this, well, again, it's another generalization, I guess, but a question that i get mm. asked or maybe a comment that i get in this country in some of the some from some of the people that i potentially work with is mm-hmm. they always like make a a judgment kind of like they look at you and say oh so uh, have you got your own office or do you work from home so they either ask that question direct or they'll say they'll kind get to that to find that answer out a different number of different ways. So mm. normally asking direct or look at the, maybe the business card or where are you based? There's so many different ways they, they ask this initial question mm. and they kind of use that as a barometer. I feel of like how like maybe professional and good you are. Yeah. Really? Which is wrong. Yeah, um, of course. You know, is. cause what does it matter if it's like, you could be, you know you don't have to have great big sweeping offices like to you know to do a really really good job i just wonder is that, is that the same in the netherlands well, or no i not that i'm fully aware of um and uh you know to elaborate on that one i mean 
thank God it's not your client because if somebody thinks like that, I mean, like, then I, I don't, I really don't have, well, I don't really want to work with them as a, as a harsh statement, but it's like, yeah, why would you possibly think like that? I mean, the, the, the superior, the, the, the greatest minds of all time, uh, you don't have to have a big office and um, whatever such things, you know, it doesn't have to be just just be yourself uh, what i want to say the big the, the the smartest people in the world or the biggest minds or whatsoever you know they all do things in their own way and the i mean if they are if they would work from home would that make any difference no because they do what they do and they are good at what they do so no i i i never heard that um what i do um, exactly we don't have to need to get too much off topic there but sometimes what i see on linkedin is what i get is like uh whenever i'm i'm searching for for um, job opportunities or yeah freelance gigs you know it's like sometimes there's like no agencies please <laughs> so yes you know yeah so that's good for you though isn't it as yeah. an individual yeah yeah so that's great but no i I never heard that before. And then again, if somebody would think like that, I'm not quite sure if they are the right um, people I want to work with. And that's something you have to take in consideration for yourself. It's really weird. And again, the greatest people uh, of all time, they are uh, doing things in their own way. It's, it's quite a, a weird statement to make it like that, put it into that perspective. I just want to say just everybody has their own way of doing things and whatever you have a known office or you work from home or whatever doesn't have to be um mean anything at all but maybe it's quite you know uh, in in what niche you are maybe you know they have yeah. their reasons probably they have reasons to ask that maybe they had a bad experience where with people that work from home or freelancers before because you know I think you're right. I, Maybe that's I, the I, I come, thing. Yeah, I come across that a lot where people have, have I think it's, I think I've said probably a million times before, but it's definitely a challenge I, I probably have every single day and people are talking to you and they're kind of work, working you out and they're asking perhaps more in-depth questions, which is good. They should, we should be asking these questions and, but it's almost then it's much more harder to convince them because other people have done so maybe it's such a bad job before or taking advantage. Most of the time I've, I tend to hear that people have paid money for a job and never even got the actual result. So even the, sometimes it's not easy. it wasn't even that the service was bad. It's just they'd never even got maybe the website or the posts or there was one gentleman I spoke to yesterday. He's, he's still paying for uh, some social media advertising to get him um, data he hasn't even got any data and it's like well why are you still paying them it's like stop paying them like don't even reduce the rates just stop paying them and it's so easy to do it yourself i mean i i know I'm, i make money from doing it for people but it is really easy to do it yourself you just have to spend a bit of time to research and understand yeah, definitely and that's why people of course outsource it and they, they have yeah they're in the full right to or how do you say that um of course, if they want to outsource it, that's what they do, you know, just do it. Uh, if you don't want to spend time on it, 
but yeah really again if that's just, if, it, if it gets that far i would have done the same thing right away like uh, uh no way you know there are yeah. so many people out there that do a good job and want to do it for you for the money you're investing and not getting the results so yeah, that's that. So let's yeah, hop on a little bit back. Sorry, to, yeah. No, no, it's okay. You know, it's uh, this is why uh, just have a, a nice conversation and things pop up in in the meantime. Um, um, so that's for you know uh, price per hour as a freelancer. So you have to take all things into accounting and uh, um, let's not forget maybe taxes as well. You know, just really it's it's. It's all about getting a good grip overview on what your costs will be. Yeah, and um, yeah. Do you, do you struggle really on quoting price per hour for jobs? Well, I was at first, but it's getting much and much easier. You know, um, it's like the that's also the second part I want to hop into. You know, it's like at first it was really hard. Um, it's it's so that was the second part, you know, getting to know the market, and that will that will make um, finding the right price much easier. Uh, finding out what customers are willing to pay and how much your competitors are charging, and um, from that point on, decide your own price. You know, lots of people find it really hard, and how I did it was like I just asked and looked around. You know, uh, I mean, the, the, I did a study, you know, I graduated and there are lots of people that I know from my school period still that I have good connections with. And it's just like some of them are freelancing as well. I hopped it into it a little bit later. So it's maybe it's harder for to do that if you don't know anybody inside that work field directly to ask them how they approach it and what the price is. But then again, you also have like the internet, the good old Google. Uh, I mean, probably all the questions in the world are already asked on there. So you probably could find your answer if you just spend some time looking for it. So that's that's basically how I did it. I, I find it really hard uh, myself as well. Um, so I just basically asked around looked on Google as well. I think it's, it's really just, you should really just take the time to, you know, finding the right price in overall, just take the time to work out your cost and then uh, getting to know your market. That's just, that's, I, then I get, that's what I said, you know, the two most important things. And that's, I think that's how you should approach it. And uh, and that's yeah how I did it. So I asked around, looked on Google. There are lots of websites that help you find the right price, or that have done like researches uh, on it, or they did like how do you say that questionnaires, like uh, f uh, forms that people filled in to get like knowledge on what the right price is. So yeah. you have all kinds of ways to find the right price and uh, decide it from that point on. I think of all affordability as well. I think you have to 
decides it goes back to what we again we were talking about a few weeks ago when you, if you're i know there are some other pricing things which we're going to talk about shortly so if you're listening and thinking we're just going to talk about price per hour we're not we're going to talk about a couple of other strategies as well but um the the other thing when it comes to prices you've got to know your market and got to know your customer so if you're starting out and you and i'm just jumping ahead here it also needs to be based on your experience mm-hmm. as well yeah so if you're starting out into an into a field that say if it is um say if it's web design i'm just picking one thing out here and if you've got no kind of existing clients you're bringing with you you've got no kind of background like no portfolio and you're building up you might have amazing experience which has come through from university or from like from college or where from wherever and if you know you're looking at website thinking mine's a million times better than that well, then that's how you need to be marketing yourself. But be aware that you probably need to take a few cheaper jobs first so you can build up your portfolio quickly and then you can look at increasing your price. But if you're kind of looking at other websites and thinking those are great, mine are, and you have to be honest about this, is yours as good as some of the best ones out there? And if it's not, that's fine because not all the people want that. They don't want like, uh, an Amsterdam or a London looking website that if they're just like a small business, their budget may only be five or 600 euros. So the amount of time then you can put into that project to deliver it to that customer and cover your costs and make some profit. Well, you can't then make a London looking website for that type of money because obviously it, it needs more time and you can't do that. So you know you have to re you have to be realistic about your expectations so you have to adjust that and we were just talking just outside the podcast about charity work and things like that where you people take jobs on for charity and um kind of reduce your rates a little bit um but interestingly kind of some of the bigger charities they potentially have more money than some of the some of the businesses <laughs> so again you need to be a bit careful about where you're giving your time away and your experience in that. And um, yeah, there was, I can't say who it's for, but there was a job come up last night. Um, and oh, I've got to be careful what I can say. So it was a very big job. It's uh, It was covering a continent, a whole continent. <laughs> so it's like, let's put it that way. So yeah. and there was about a thousand uh, potential people that you're going to be working with and you need to do this this and this and you're leading kind of on this area of expertise and they want you to work about maybe about 16 hours a week and that was voluntary and it's like yes it looked great in your cv and that's how they was pitching it but it's like wow the amount of pressure uh and the fact that you're not getting paid for it it's like i just i definitely i think it's a bit cheeky um i think there should be something in it but if you've got nothing in you trying to build up your yeah. experience then that may be a good thing but just uh don't don't do it for the long term just do it for a very short term if you have to do that because um the more people keep doing the voluntary jobs all the time that actually the whole sector is a then starts to devalue um and it makes it much harder then to get money for, for work later on so anyway that's a bit not a rant but it kind of it was just something i saw there and was like oh it's just a bit bit unfair i think maybe people think different 
they can tell us anything <laughs> different to that. Uh, so I never mind giving up my time for free to help for different projects and communities because I do that. And I know that you've done that and you are doing mm-hmm. that as well. And I think it is important you give back. Uh, but I think that when you're working on much, much bigger scale, like huge projects and that, mm-hmm. I, I think it's... Uh, you know, it's a it's a it's a big trade off. Put it that yeah. way. Yeah, definitely. So it's it's about yeah you ha- you have to build up your own value. That's that's yeah that's really important. You know, and and how you are going to do that? It's just like you said. You know, maybe you get paid. I I did some great jobs that I got paid for less, but were for some big clients. You know, I mean, but it increases my value well the name uh, that i can put in context uh, context with with my own uh, company name it increases the value so that's that's basically what also is really important is like uh, um how get to know the market um what people are willing to pay and the competitive charge and also find your own value uh, in between that so yeah if if you know if you if 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 you don't have that much of great work maybe uh, to show then maybe start off a little bit lower and yeah. then build it up you know once you have a portfolio you know i my personal opinion is like a certificate a certificate you know a school diploma or how you call it uh, isn't that really important everybody knows work work uh, experience is the most important thing and that brings the most value in the end as well so and then once you have the value once you have the expertise of several years of working on and some people do more in a smaller time frame but it's just a matter on what can you show on the value you can bring because in the end what your people will buy from you is value for their own for their own yeah sake that sounds weird but they want to improve on something they want something to improve their workflow work life whatever and that's basically yeah you you kind of like to take a step back and look at the value you possibly can bring so yeah get everything straight on what it is you can offer and the yeah the more rarer it is or the more value it brings the higher the price it's a a couple of things i wanted to to say as well i know we're still talking about like price per hour and um one other thing that i i kind of i well i did know um but it's it's still really interesting um that in different cities people charge different prices um again i think if you're if like where I'm based in England, that if I go to my nearest city, so if you like looking at uh, maybe north north of England where I'm based, so if we go to York and Leeds and Newcastle, people pay people pay more, but on the outer lining areas where I'm based, they'll pay less. Um, again, I think it possibly just about affordability. So that's really interesting. Um, and the second thing I wanted it was a question I was going to ask you because it's a big thing about price per hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope I'm not putting you on the spot asking this question, but maybe yeah. it's quite interesting for listeners that. So, um, when you charge price per hour, mm-hmm. have you or have you ever had the problem where 
you know, you've been up front and you've told people everything, kind of how much charge and stuff, mm-hmm. and then you give them the the invoice at the end, and then it's like, oh, that's more than what I expected it to be. Has that ever happened? And if it did, how did you deal with it? Yeah, well, um, actually, it never happened um, because what I did before. And before I came up with my price and and started, uh, yeah, before I came up with the price and really started working and charging, I really did some good, great research, and that's why I'm really pushing on that uh, um, on that front as well to people that are listening right now and having struggle finding the right price. Really do the research and get in order what it is you offer, what what uh, what things. You have to pay for yourself, etc. I have never had trouble with something like that because, um, yeah, one of the, there are two things. Because one, um, yeah, I make a fixed prices up front. Right. Um, that's something that's really common nowadays. Uh, well. In my field, I, I notice uh, all people are asking for fixed prices because because then they are know what they are um, dealing with. Just to just to say it like that, and um, they don't have any like you know surprises in the end. Sometimes, yeah, yeah of course. Uh, um, whenever the project expands itself during the period you know what i always um really what i really want to um how do you say that to push on to really get out there is like be um well transparent and communicate yeah communication is key uh like we talked about in last podcast you know it's it's communication is key just you know, when the project, one project expanded during the period I was working on it, just say, well, this takes up more time, you know, um, then it will cost more hours. So, and that's the other thing is like really get, um, get a good, good view on how the project is going to be, what you are going to deliver. That's really important as well. Yeah. Uh, So you, I, I kind of like, I get a briefing, I do a debriefing. I, well, I create, yeah, well, I create fear in this, you know, so I get a briefing, I do debriefing. Then uh, uh, from the debriefing, I create a drawn storyboard and then they agree on it or not. And I make improvements and then I create a visual storyboard and then they agree on it or not. And then I start on the animation. So basically what I do is take out all the possible uh um possible problems that could arise like yeah this is not what we wanted or uh this is not what i wanted to look like in the end it it can always be but you know once you really research on how things should go and really my kind of like um how do you say that make it make it a a set process and they know what to expect then you kind of never have a problem on pricing afterwards so if you go for price per hour, yeah, that's what I suggest as well. So really get the process up front straight and tell them what they could deliver. And yeah, you know, 
that's the dangerous thing from price per hour. You know, I also think that's something people should take in consideration. If you don't, uh, you are not looking for a fixed price, but you want a price per hour, then you have to expect that there's a possibility. It, yeah, you don't now. Well, not expect that there's possibility to have a higher price. That there's a ver variation in the price. You know, and uh, I think when the people, so the people that ask someone to do something, if they just really get the process straight and things that need to be done, then there should be no problem afterwards. So yeah, that's basically how I think of it. And if I ever had a problem about uh, around it, no, because I always was really clear upfront on what I want to do, what I want to deliver, what I deliver and what, yeah. So what basically what they could expect. So. No, basically whole story, but uh, I hope it brought some insight, you know, uh, did you ever had some uh, situation like that before? Stumble upon no, something like that? I haven't, I think, yeah, I, I don't, I haven't really. Um, I don't tend to do, I have done price per hour uh, for some small, smaller tasks and that normally after projects completed and people come back to you and say, oh, I need this and that. And somehow normally in the conversation on the main project people say oh what if i need this and what if i need that and i said well i can do like a support like for a website for instance uh, some of the other jobs it wouldn't really work but the website is a bigger one because there might be more technical aspects and the bigger the website obviously the more things that might need updating and people just don't have the time or maybe just not mm. experienced to, to do it um so say for it so yeah so I kind of just said to people, well, if it's just like a quick 20 minutes, half an hour job, then that's fine. We'll just look at it and just charge you roughly about X amount um, and just get it sort of done. But then I just tend to have about a minimum, really, because you can't sort of just charge five euros or 10 euros mm -hmm. for 10 minutes where it's just not worth your time. The time you sit there and write the invoice and send it, and that's like it's another 10, 15 minutes. Um, so, yeah, I, th I think... I mean, I was looking at some advice here, uh, which is um, on the freetrain.co website, and they come up with a formula, uh, which is really interesting. And the fact that if you think about the amount of money you want to earning in a year, say if it's 30 or 40,000 euros, mm -hmm. and then you divide that by the number of working days mm -hmm. per year, which I think is really interesting, and then just add on your VAT, so uh, yeah, I'll put this link in the the show notes. So what, uh, so, what, so exactly, what does it do? So it calculates uh, what you yeah on what you want to uh, earn in a year, and then it calculates it down to like a daily yeah, but so a daily rate, and then you can divide that day then obviously down by the number of hours. I think it's a bit more aspirational, and the danger becomes again, it's like well. If you all want to, if everybody wants to be earning fifty thousand euros a year, but your experience, no matter even if you divide it by, well, I only want to work a hundred days a year, um, and then you add on your VAT and, and anything else out there, then it it does help you to come at a price. But obviously, and I'm not saying free train. I've said something anything different because I haven't. But I think just in terms for our listeners that we're trying to explain this that that yeah you can have a look at all these different formulas and that but it still needs to be affordable for the customers you're targeting it still needs to be based on your experience level and like you said it needs to be based on quality and you know getting results 
Um, and you have to be so honest with yourself in that, are you as good as some of the people, some of your competitors out there? And if not, you have to decide where you fit into that spectrum and then charge accordingly. Um, but I've known people charge an absolute fortune for jobs and they're not very good, but they still get the money. Um, you know, it's just, um, I completely agree with that statement you made before. And yeah, you know, everybody has their own price and you can fill it. You can do whatever you want and you don't yeah. have to have a right price from the beginning. Anyway, you should always stay flexible on your price. Um, you know, go a little bit down, go a little bit up. The market yeah. also goes up and down, you know, so it's something that 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 fluctuates it's it's really flexible and you should really stay flexible as well so that i yeah thanks again darren uh um, i'm really curious about how other people think about the the statement uh and uh maybe other people have some great tips and and insights as well please put it down into the comments below um yeah well follow us on, on social media what was the handle again darren uh, so it's marketing plugged in at gmail.com. And then the, the handle for Twitter is at MKTG plugged in. So it's marketing for short, but MKTG plugged in. It's in the show notes description. So definitely follow us on Twitter. Um, so we'll be sort of uh, retweeting some things. Just before we go, um, just a couple of other things. We touched on project-based pricing there. And just one other thing was value-based pricing. So uh, if you're talking about pricing um, uh, for uh, a client, then another way of doing it is that look at potentially what the value of the project is going to be for that client. So if you're writing an app and it's going to be generating potentially 100,000 euros for that client, then if you're only charging 5 or 10%, you may well end up with more money, um, but that's its perceived value. Because if you charge too cheap, then or too low, a the client potentially is going to be getting uh, a very good deal. Potentially, also you might be losing out because it be a lot more work than perhaps what you thought there might be. Uh, but also, it kind of then sits right. So if you're going into buying a brand new car um, and maybe some uh, like a Mercedes Benz, and you expect to pay forty thousand, fifty thousand euros. We actually get into the car showroom and it's only like 2000 It's like, what's going on here? It's like, you know, you expect to pay a lot more. Um, so be aware of that as well. So the value-based pricing might be um, the way to go um, as well. So sorry about that. I just want to get that in. No, uh, definitely. And I fully agree on that. Yeah, so basically on the value it will bring, you know. Absolutely. Have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye.